You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's edition of the Locked On Utes podcast brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, the legend Drew Lisk unofficially announces that he is leaving the University of Utah program. What was his impact on the team, and why do players like Lisk matter going forward for the University of Utah? Also, who's the best offensive coordinator in the Pac-12? A few reasons why the candidate may be sitting in Salt Lake City. Lastly, gymnastics announces their full meet schedule, and we'll preview a little bit of basketball coming up on Thursday against Washington State. All that and more coming up on today's edition of the Locked on Utes podcast, for Wednesday, January 20th, 2021. I don't know about you, gang, but every time I hear that music, it just makes me so much happier because it means that it is time for another episode of the Locked on Utes podcast here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Brought to you by our amazing sponsors. They are the one, the only, Built Bar and Bet Online AG. As you know, we're getting into gambling here on the Locked On Utes podcast. We'd love for you to join us and, of course, get healthier with Built Bar as well. It is your favorite bear. It is your favorite brown bear holding down his very comfy chair today on the Locked on Utes podcast solo. We gave Jake the night off. I'm trying to do a little bit more of that. He is an extremely busy guy. I don't know if any of you know how early he really does get up in the morning. I, I will just put it this way. I have very, very rarely gotten up that early in the morning, but more than a few times have I seen that early in the morning coming from the end of a night. So that should give you a pretty good idea of just how early Jake gets up. And there was a jazz game last night. So I said, hey, man, not a lot of Utah news going on today. I'm going to give you the night off and let you focus up on, uh, on, on being the best Jake Hatch that he can be. He does a great job producing DJ and PK every morning on 1280 The Zone. He also hosts Locked on Cougars. He does that solo every single day. That's a lot of work. It, these solo podcasts, people have been very kind to say that they enjoy them, and I very much appreciate it. Uh, sometimes I think to myself, I don't know how you could enjoy listening to me for 25 minutes, 30 minutes. I don't even like listening to myself that much, especially you know, just in the day-to-day stuff. However, I do try to do my best to make sure that we keep it very fresh. We give you lots of information, lots of updates, try and give you some opinion and analysis as well on things that maybe we know a little bit more about than the average Utah fan. Although I will say this much, if you go to utezone.com, you probably know as much or maybe more than me about the only person who might know more is Steve Bartle, the famous FTB for those in the know. Always, always, always available for a trial offer there at utezone.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. If you don't love the offseason of football, that's the place to go to get into it. Uh, plenty of recruiting articles, lots of previews, season previews and whatnot. We'll reference some of that today as well. 
I wanted to start off this episode by talking about one of my favorite players. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast yet. I used to work for a uh, sporting good team sales company by the name of Universal Athletic. We'll give them a little free plug there. They're still in town. Um, they've moved. For those of you who knew the original Universal Athletic out there in Midvale next to the Jungle Gyms Playground or Playland, whatever it was called. I, I worked there for two years. You'd think I'd know that. But uh, we started something called the, the Universal Athletic Star of State. We wanted to honor in-state athletes that had outstanding performances for the week, wanted to promote them on social media, do something a little bit more for the high school players that weren't getting recognized. And our very first choice was Drew Lisk. And I've been a huge fan of him ever since giving him that award. I don't even remember if he came into the store to collect his shirt and his gift certificate or not. Um, if you Drew, if you do happen to listen to this, let me know, and I will do everything I can to make sure you get a Star of State shirt and a gift certificate to Universal Athletic. You probably don't need it anymore, um, but we'll figure something out for you regardless but that was watching him as a senior in high school i was always a big fan of his i thought he was a legitimate division one quarterback people have doubted it along the way for various reasons and listen everybody has their opinions and and I think a lot of times we look at experts and think that they're the only ones who know it. If that was the case, uh, Deshaun Watson wouldn't have been drafted in the second round of the of the NFL draft, right? So everybody misses on these kinds of things. And I always thought that the biggest thing about Lisk was that he was just a gamer. And, and for whatever reason, he had this ability to turn it on. And, and when the lights were bright, he always seemed to come through in the clutch. I, I remember, if I remember correctly... The specific game that we gave him the honor, he threw for like six touchdowns, and, and part of it was a come-from-behind win maybe. Um, it, these The years rush together a little bit sometimes on some of these memories, so forgive me if I'm totally off base on that one. But the point of this whole story, this whole diatribe, is that Drew Lisk is the kind of player that the University of Utah needs to continue to find and recruit into their program. And the reason for this is clear as day. We've talked a lot about the transfer portal already this year. I think every single episode has had a mention of either a player going into it or a player going out of it in some way, shape, or form. This year, it's been super beneficial to the University of Utah, adding running backs and two quarterbacks through the transfer portal. In years past, I think you've seen some uh, some departures. Uh, Bronson Boyd comes to mind as one. It never really found a home. I know that former Highland High great and former Utah defensive lineman Peter Tonga uh, has transferred to the University of Hawaii, for example. So it, it ebbs and flows, usually depending on what the position of the player. I think defensive linemen, offensive linemen usually find homes a little bit easier just because they're in such short supply. But there are a lot of guys out there that never really find a home through the transfer portal, which brings me to the reason why it is so important to find the Drew Lisks of the world and to find walk-on caliber players that are committed to your program. With the advent of the transfer portal, players are coming in and out all the time, and, and most of these guys are scholarship players. And regardless of the statistics, guys are still going to make decisions to enter into the portal. And so if you're a program like the University of Utah, you have to get those upper crust type players that are maybe not quite scholarship worthy or pack or power five worthy to come to your school as a walk-on. And we're seeing more and more that there are three-star players that are going to programs as walk-ons. And one of the benefits to that 
as a program is that if you can get a guy to walk on, then you don't have to spend an initial on them. If they're in the program for more than a year, then you can give them a scholarship and you don't have to spend an initial. Initials are the most valuable part of the recruiting process because you only get 25 of those a year. Scholarships tend to come up more and more often because there are a variety of circumstances that can open up scholarships. In years past, it was always a scholarship count that Utah was a little bit more protective of. They'd try and keep two or three open to, to award to a, maybe a, a walk-on that's been in the program for a while. Or if there was a, a late comer from a JUCO or something like that, some undiscovered Pablo Cano special that they'd found somewhere Um that's kind of how Utah would, would fill the scholarships. What they're transitioning into now is, is making sure that they get the right kind of preferred walk-ons and even more specifically preferred walk-ons who come from inside the state of Utah. I think it's a good way to show interest to guys here that kind of have that expectation or that desire to go see the University of Utah, to go play at the University of Utah. I think Braden Whistler is a great example of one. He could have gone to Weaver State and been a dynamite player, chose to go to the University of Utah instead. He's been hampered by injury uh, injury concerns and, and, and just injury problems in general. Uh, but we do hope that someday he can actually make it out to the field and, and – show out for the state of Utah. I think he's a great high school player. I think he has every bit of, uh, you know, what you look for to be that kind of preferred walk-on player who can work hard and develop and grow into maybe a guy who can get a few snaps. I think at the quarterback position, it's especially important to have a player who can be in your program for three to four years who knows what the expectations are, who can be a voice of reason in the room for the younger guys who are coming in. And when pressed into duty, he can do exactly what Drew Lisk did in the second half against Washington State. I don't think that Drew Lisk was going to light the Pac-12 on fire if he had played in every single game this year. But he was exactly what Utah needed when they needed it. He was reliable. He stuck to the game plan. He was accountable. He was the kind of guy that came to practice every day. He wore his work hat and brought his lunch pail and all those fun cliches that we love to use about workers. But I think the thing that's most impressive about Drew is just his mindset and his attitude. He, I'm sure that when he entered into the University of Utah, he had aspirations of playing in the NFL. I Listen, I'll admit it. I had aspirations of going to USC and then going to playing in the NFL when I went to Snow College because Deuce Latouille had done it. Now, once I got to Snow College and realized how good the players down there were and, and legitimately how amazing Deuce Latouille was, my expectations came crashing back down to earth. But it's in that same similar vein, I wanted to be a part of a team. I wanted to be a part of a successful program. And I wanted football in my life somehow if I was going to school. School came easily for me when I was younger and got super difficult when I was older because of just some some learning stuff that I was completely unaware of. And it seemed like the only way that I could really stay focused in school was football. It was the one thing that kind of kept me going and kept me uh, – on task and, and making sure that my grades were good and everything like that. So this all comes about because Utah, I think, is really focused on making preferred walk-ons in-state feel super welcomed. I thought that Cooper Justice was a great pickup last year as a three-star quarterback. Um, still unclear on what his exact scholarship situation is at the University of Utah, but I think the bigger thing to point out with a player like Cooper is 
He's been in the program. He can develop. He can stay there for a while. And you have a good expectation of what a backup quarterback can be. You have somebody who's going to be there for three or four years. Maybe he decides to move on as a senior. If so, good for them. They deserve the opportunity to go somewhere and play. Or they could leave like Drew Lisk with degrees in hand, having done something really stellar, exited as an undefeated player won the only game that he appeared in he's an absolute legend uh and and really what the ending for drew list his career is very poetic in the sense that this is a guy that worked so hard for the university of utah and sacrificed a ton for the team to be a part of an organization and and to a man every player on the team will tell you how great drew is now i don't want to spend a full 10 minute segment just praising drew Lisk and everything about him but what i do want to point out is is how important the walk-on program is at the university of utah still even if you weren't seeing it uh translate all over the field you know devon vele is a player that we've seen uh, uh, seem be productive in, in terms of being a walk-on who actually found time. Zamaya Vaughn is another one that comes to mind from the 2020 season who showed up kind of out of nowhere, was a walk-on, and found his way onto the field and made some plays. I think he's a very intriguing prospect to the safety position. And then Hayden Fury is another one that stands out to me He's a hard-working guy. You know, he, the coaches love him because he comes, comes to practice every single day to work his tail off and become better. He's a kid that uses his mindset to really overcome any physical limitations that he might have on the football field. Or, you know, some of these kids just haven't been developed skill-wise because of places that they played. Um, but Hayden's one that comes to my mind because of the impact that he has on special teams. And... We all love to listen to coaches talk about special teams like it matters, but we don't really point out the dudes who really pop off on special teams. And I think that that's one place where you can point at Hayden Fury and, and see some of the plays that he made and realize how much of an impact he has on the program and how that's translating to him being a factor at the position group that he plays at with linebacker. So shout out to all the walk-ons who – maybe have slipped through the cracks or gone through the program that we haven't talked about. Uh, if you know of a walk-on or a walk-on story, always feel free to, to at me at Brown Bear SLC. You can email the show at uh, our email address is locked on at gmail.com. You can always at locked on Utes on Twitter, um, whatever, whatever way you want to get in contact with us. Those are always open. I'd love to hear the stories and we'd love to talk about it, especially where we're kind of in an in-between part of the season where there's not a ton of actual football to talk about. And so I want to get into more previews, more behind the scenes stuff as much as we possibly can. It's a little bit harder with the pandemic going on, but we're still working those angles as much as we can. So if you ever have any anything to say or, or any questions about that kind of stuff, feel free to reach out. Those methods, we're always happy to take take your questions and, and discuss those kinds of things when we can fit it in. Um, and I think more than anything, you know, it's just it's fun to talk about these guys and, and honor them a little bit for the hard work that they've put in, and and they're an important part of the program, and and we don't always know their names, but this having a daily podcast gives us an opportunity to talk about that, and I'm more than happy to give a voice to their stories and and to uh, thank them for their contributions to the program as someone who 
covers the sport, so I'm I'm in between kind of being a fan and, and also having to try and approach things with an unbiased eye, I really appreciate those kinds of storylines because I think it's important to remember that a lot of these guys are not going to the NFL, and a lot of these guys are just people that end up being able to play college football and they go on to regular lives after this, and it's important to keep that into perspective sometimes when we're losing our mind and getting emotional about things. And so thank you again to Drew Lisk. Congratulations on whatever your next endeavor is. I'm sure you'll be very successful uh, given all the lessons that you've learned. You left the field as a legend, the legend of Lisk, and we thank you for it. As long as we're on the topic of legends, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the legendary Built Bar. And you guys have heard me talk about it very often. I want to tell you, I had a Built Bar for dinner tonight, and it was perfect because I'm trying to to wind down the amount of food I eat in the evenings. Helps me sleep better. The more sleep you can get, the better you sleep. Uh, the better it is for everything that you're trying to do. You know, sleep is such a critical component in terms of uh, healing your brain and then allowing your brain to catalyze catalog all the information that it's taken throughout the day and keeping your brain healthy as someone who played football i try to get a lot of sleep uh, as much as possible anyways it, it seems to be harder and harder these days with everything i have going on and and so i like to make the choice of eating a built bar sometimes for dinner to try and cut down the calories but i still want to have all that you know, healthiness. I, I want to be satisfied. I want to get some protein in my system so that my muscles can work and rebuild, especially if I've had a heavy day where, you know, maybe I lifted something. Who knows? It, it could be heavy. It might not be. I, I can't really disclose my uh, current weightlifting situation. Actually, I can't. It's very bad. But I am trying to walk more. I'm trying to move around. I'm trying to stretch more. Uh, you know, do some of those old guy things to make sure that my joints and my body st stays healthy as I move forward. And Built Bar is the way that I go about doing it because two things. One, it has the nutrients that I need. And, and most importantly, probably, is that it's delicious. And, and it is basically like a, a nougat-y candy bar. So with all the different flavors, we talked about them. I have mentioned many times that cookies and cream, mint brownie, orange, cherry barcia. Jake mentioned the lemon almond cheesecake. They have a new white chocolate coconut that I tried the other day. And that one is, man, if they keep going with the white chocolate, I'm going to be in real deep trouble. Uh, I've heard that the cookie dough is pretty incredible. So go to builtbar.com, enter in the promo code locked on. I recommend going with the starter pack the, to try things out, figure out what flavor you like, yeah, and then you can go and kind of do the build your own thing. They try to release as many new flavors as they possibly can. Builtbar.com, promo code locked on, 20% off, and let's get built. Moving on to the next topic, I saw a tweet recently that said that Don Brown, the new defensive coordinator at Arizona, was the best defensive coordinator. Let me rephrase that. Was asking, is Don Brown the def best defensive coordinator in the Pac-12? I also saw another tweet today saying that Pete Kwiatkowski at Washington was one of the best defensive coordinators in the country and likely the best defensive coordinator in the Pac-12. Andy Avalos, who was at Oregon, recently left for the Boise State head coaching job, was also someone who was mentioned as one of the best defensive coordinators in the Pac-12. 
And normally, I like to acknowledge the fact that there are great coaching staffs and great defensive coordinators, not only across the country, uh, but across the Pac-12. It's not um, for all the poor marketing and poor PR decisions that the Pac-12 has made, there have been a lot of good coaches that have come out here to coach. I think that the Pac-12's problem mostly stems from the fact that they don't have name brand coaches out here simply because Pac-12 football is not a brand like it is in the SEC, like the SEC is in the South or the ACC, and that Part of it is because the Pac-12 is not competitive nationally in terms of getting into the playoff. I don't all think that that's entirely the Pac-12's fault. I do think that they could be doing a much better job of it. We will talk about that sometime down the road. But in this particular case, I kind of took umbrage with the fact that I've seen all these names be mentioned, and not a single time was the name Morgan Scally brought up. And part of the reason why I, I get into that is because I believe that Utah has one of the best defensive programs in the country. And you can say what you want about Kyle Whittingham being the architect. All that is true. But Morgan Scally has put a distinct stamp on this defense. They've instituted the star coverage using Jalen Johnson last year where he started following around whoever the star receiver was for the team across from him and shutting him down. And it proved to be a a big part of some victories. I remember in particular one year against Oregon that – Scally instituted that star coverage and, and Johnson was able to make a deflection late in the game that basically won the game for Utah. Uh, I believe it was 20, 2019. That's, that sounds about right. Yeah. 29. Was it 29, 2018, 2018 when Jason Shelley uh, was starting at quarterback for Tyler Huntley. So, Scally has also been very varied and, and different with his pressures. He's used a lot of zone drops. He gets really exciting, and he used a twist sequence this year. And, and I hope some of my coaching buddies listen to this because I know that you all uh, mentally put that picture you know, in, in your heads. And, and we talked about it a little bit on Twitter, how that was one of those things that a lot of people were going to look to install. Scally is incredibly creative. He's learned from some fantastic defensive minds including his defensive coordinator when he played at Utah, Kyle Whittingham. John Pease is another one. Uh, I think he and Sharif Shah have a very collaborative relationship, and together with Colton Swan and and Lou Powell and Sione Buha, they do an excellent job of putting together some schemes that are very impressive. Let's, as always, talk about the stats that matter. Utes led the Pac-12 and ranked 13 in the FBS, allowing just 107.8 rushing yards per game. This is against a conference that does not always run the ball uh, particularly well, but this year was a year where there were some real studs at running back, and Utah, to be able to notch that kind of mark where you're barely allowing 100 yards rushing a game. Now, just because the Pac-12 doesn't run the ball a ton doesn't mean that there aren't a lot of rushing yards because I think a lot of programs run a lot of varieties of schemes. You know, We've seen Oregon State do some really fun things over the years. I think UCLA has really dedicated themselves to the run game. Arizona in years past. Anybody who uh, remembers the Rich Rod years remembers how uh, difficult it was to stop the run for them in along for so many years. Guess what happened under Morgan Scally's tenure? That ended. So 
I'm, I'm rambling a little bit here and jumping back and forth. Let's stick to the stats. Utah's average of just 3.8 yards per carry allowed ranks second in the Pac-12. It comes one year after Utah ranked third in FBS in 2019, allowing just 81.8 yards per game and three yards per carry with a defense that ranked among the best statistically in Pac-12 history and lost nine of 11 starters to the NFL in 2020, almost all of whom ended up either starting or maintaining a roster spot uh, throughout the season. And so as we're going through it, it's it's stopping the run that Scali has improved. It is, uh, I believe that their turnover margin has improved over the years in terms of the defense creating turnovers. I think last year's defense was one of the greatest, not only just in Utah history, but possibly in Pac-12 history as well. Statistically, they were so strong and solid that offenses really couldn't even do anything to get them to, to where they could get the ball and turn it over. Uh, they were just inefficient and ineffective. Utah led the Pac-12 in rushing defense for the fourth time in Scali's five seasons as defensive coordinator. That is 2016, 2018, 2019, and 2020. And for the third year in a row, the Utes ranked in the top 13 in the nation in rushing defense. They were fifth in 2018, third in 2019, and 13th in 2020. So if we're having discussions about who the best defensive coordinator is in the Pac-12, even with the exits, if they were still there, even if Andy Avalos was still at Oregon, even if Pete Kwiatkowski was still at Washington, I don't think there's really a contest in terms of what you're able to get out of the type of players that you have been recruiting into your program and the amount of development that Utah has produced. Combine all that with the impressive rushing statistics and the improvement of the defense year after year while Utah has been in the Pac-12 it's just it's clear as day to me that Morgan Scali is one of the best offensive coordinators in the Pac-12. I know that there's PR stuff with Morgan. He's taken care of of, of amending that. And, and if anybody who if you've listened to this podcast, you know how we feel about Morgan. We believe him when he says he's going to work to amend and, and improve on his mistakes. He is nothing if not a follower of what he teaches. And he teaches those guys up at the University of Utah, those players, those young men, to be the best that they possibly can be on the field and off the field. And I think it's been proven. You look at you know, people that he's had an influence on, like Eric Weddle, Marcus Williams, uh, Javelin Guidry comes to mind, Brian Allen, uh, all these great players. In the, Julian Blackman, Jalen Johnson, all guys that he's coached. I think Julian Blackman should be a crown jewel for Morgan Scally as, as to what you can do with a player, how you can identify someone, and how if you buy into the Morgan Scally system and, and follow his coaching, it can make you a potential uh, defensive rookie of the year candidate in the NFL. And Julian Blackman did just that. I think he won the hearts of so many uh, Indianapolis fans, and, and he's built himself the opportunity to have a long career there in the NFL, get another contract, which is also very, very important. Um, it, I'm pulling all of these statistics from an article that Steve Bartle wrote at UteZone.com. It is called, Utah has developed into one of the best offensive programs in the country. And it is pretty much an homage to Morgan Scally, Shuri Shah, everybody else who has helped and contributed for the University of Utah. One last stat that I want to point out was that in 2020, five different Utah players intercepted a pass, including Vontae Davis, Nephi Sewell had two apiece, Clark Phillips, Fabian Marks, and Zamaya Vaughn all had one interception as well. Vaughn, who we already talked about earlier in the program, walk-on candidate. Um, I mean, that's pretty impressive right there, but the fact that they did that 
five different players with with interceptions, and it was um, eight total interceptions in five games. Uh, that's really impressive, and and so I think Utah's really found something with the type of players that they're. Uh, identifying in the recruiting game and, and also some of the changes that they've made uh, to their schemes throughout the years. You know, this year was a little bit heavier in, in, in too high coverage or cover two. Uh, some of that is because of what Devin Lloyd can do for you. And, and, you know, we saw that there were some, some times, especially against USC where the coverage looked a little bit lost, but by game five, Holy cow, was it locked in? And so they've done a lot to modify the scheme. They, they've Utah used to be a single high or a man-only uh, defense, single high being cover one, just one high safety, trying to play the middle of the field. And, and so to see what Morgan Scally has done with this defense, to see what he did last year was such a small you – know, small experience base was super impressive to me and so as we're, if we're having this discussion i just want to put in my case for morgan scally to be one of those candidates for uh, pac-12 best defensive coordinator if you have issues with that come at me i can defend this all day and i will defend it all day i think that scally is just simply one of the best at what he does and i wish him a lot of success moving forward uh and i'm excited to see what this defense does in 2021 it has all the makings of an elite defense perhaps even a historical defense at the university of utah the level of athlete the level of player that is in the program now is almost unmatched as far as my brain can remember and so i'm really excited to see what this defense does the kind of defense that they play next year especially with a year of experience under their belt in fact if i were a gambling man i would probably put a lot of money on the fact that the university of utah's defense would be a top 10 defense in the country next year and guess what I bet I could go to betonline.ag and talk them into that. That's the best part about betonline.ag, in my opinion. It's one of the best reasons that you should go there. First being 50% bonus with locked on promo code every time you sign up for a new account and make that first deposit, you get a 50% bonus. Throw 100 bucks in there, there's 150 to gamble with. And the second would be that you can ask BetOnline to set your set lines or to set odds on whatever it is that you're looking for. We tried to get them to set odds on me spilling a salad. They wanted some follow-up information. It got a little personal. I understand where they're coming from. So we're going to go ahead and skip that. And we're going to stay focused on the football, basketball, NBA, NFL, MLB. It's MLB is around the corner. I'm getting excited to see what the World Series odds for my San Diego Padres are. Listen, gang, I'm a Padres fan. This is new territory for me. My team has not been good since 1998, really. So I am just excited to go ahead and blow some money on that regardless. And I know exactly where to go. That's betonline.ag. Promo code locked on to get your 50% deposit bonus. Again, betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts. It always amazes me how quickly the show goes. 30 minutes is up. And I just want to say thank you to everybody for hanging around with us today on a Wednesday. Uh, just me riding solo today. I wanted to quickly announce the fact that the gymnastics team has announced the rest of their uh, schedule for, for the upcoming season. Uh, had a tough one out in Oklahoma, started out strong, but kind of stumbled a little bit. So the upcoming schedule for Utah Gymnastics in 2021, here it is. 
you're going to have Arizona on January the 23rd. That one will be a home meet up at the Huntsman Center. They will not be allowing fans for home meets this year. Very disappointing, but you will be able to watch that one on the Pac-12 Network. Then, on January 30th, they will also be hosting Washington at home. That game will be televised on ESPNU. February 6th, Arizona State at Arizona State. That one on the Pac-12 Network. Stanford at Stanford on February 15th, also on the Pac-12 Network. Home again for UCLA on the 19th, 7 p.m. start, ESPN2. California, February 26th at home on the Pac-12 Network. Oregon State, March 5th, that one to be determined on the TV. Back home again for Utah State, 7 p.m. Mountain Time uh, on March the 12th. TBD on television for that one as well. The Pac-12s will be March 20th, and that's always a big deal, I think, amongst the gymnastics community. Uh, There is quite a rivalry between Utah and UCLA, as I've been told. Uh, So that is an exciting announcement, I think. And then, obviously, postseason regionals uh, will be in April. We'll have a a better update on on what that will entail down the road. So a little bit of a gymnastics update. Plenty of good stuff to look forward to. And as always, we try to promote as many sports as we possibly can. Gymnastics, we know, is, is a very popular one amongst Utah fans. So on that note, We're going to close out the podcast for today. We appreciate every single one of you listening, subscribing, rating, reviewing. You are the best, Utah fans. Thank you for being locked on with us here on Locked On Utes and the Locked On Podcast Network. This has been the Locked On Utes Podcast. Wednesday, January 20th, 2020.